Welcome to Advancing All Women with Sarah Alter, President and CEO of Network of Executive Women. On this show, you'll hear top executives and experts talk the most pressing topics for women in the workplace. From advancing women of color, to developing and engaging male allies, to how to navigate the new workplace post-COVID-19. Sarah will cover it all as she and her guests dig into these key issues. Now, here's your host, Sarah Alter. So the great resignation is real. And now, more than ever, employees are hitting that reset button. You know, we all have different expectations and priorities because of the last two years that we have navigated, right? That collision of dynamics. And we're expecting far more from our employers. We want flexibility. We want more money. We want better benefits. You name it. We want it. And you're seeing this play out in recent trends across all industries, across all companies, and that the average tenure is clearly going down. And it's regardless of gender, of age, or even education level. So to provide you with some context, Gen Zers aged six to 24, that's so funny that they say six because six-year-olds aren't working, right? But the average length of time spent at a job is two years and three months. For millennials, 25 to 40, that figure is two years and nine months. While Gen Xers, that's me, 41 to 56 are at a job for an average of five years and two months. And then baby boomers, 57 to 75, are spending eight years and three months at a job. And this is like, these are these stats are current over this past year. And this is all according to Career Builder. In my own journey, and I'm sure a number of you heard this from your parents, right? I was told your best bet was to find a company, plant roots, and you have a nice long and wide runway. If you didn't and you job, you know, hopped all around, you were a job hopper, right? My first job I was at was 10 years, my second eight, my third job two, and and audience, you already heard that story on a prior show. That's where I got laid off. And now my current job will be five years this coming June. So does that norm still hold? What you're going to hear today is that you can successfully and very happily take twists and turns in your career journey, and that these old norms, they aren't reality anymore. And as we've been saying now at Next Up, oh, it is time to transform the norm. I'm Sarah Alter, your host of the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast, and proudly the CEO and president of Next Up. And I am joined by a group of incredible guests, and they are Melody Abadinejad, and she is Diversity and Inclusion Manager at UNFI, Megan Rand, Personal Care Category Merchant at BJ's Wholesale Club, and Nancy Dewar. She is a trusted advisor, an executive coach, master facilitator, and author of Coaching 101, A Simplified Guide to Coaching in Business, and Your One Wild and Precious Life. And that title right there sets the stage for what we're going to talk about today. So welcome, everybody. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah. All righty. So, Nancy. We're going to kick it off with you. I, I ask this question on every discussion. Okay, other than you graciously accepted my invitation, <laughs> or perhaps a few of you were voluntold, right? But, you know, why join us today in this discussion? Like personally and professionally, what's your connection? Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for having me, first of, of all. I'm just thrilled to um, to be here and being able to talk about this topic, which I'm so passionate about. Um, so as you pointed out, my background as a coach, facilitator, consultant, um, podcaster, author, all these things that I do have been a combination of the career that I've been through over the past many years. I won't tell you how many years, but many years where I have continued to evolve myself um, based on 
on really following my heart and just really trying to determine what is that right next step. And so over the years, um, you know, there's been a lot of changes and I really have this passion to help other people find, you know, what's going to make them happy, what's going to make them fulfilled, what kind of career um, is going to be their wow moment, you know, um, how they understand themselves better to be able to really create that one wild and precious life. So, so yeah, so my goal in being here today is um, I'm very passionate about helping women find that. I've been through it. I have two um, boys who are now grown. Um, so I went through the trials and tribulations of trying to figure out how to make it all work as I was yeah. trying to find my yeah. it, my why. And, yeah. um, and I really just, you know, love to help others try to find it for themselves. Yeah, no, and I it, it's that is my favorite expression. Your why, like next up is my why, and you've and you've had a wide variety of jobs, right? And worked for Man. a wide variety of organizations, and very happily Man. and very Man. successfully, indeed. Yes, thank All you. Right. All right, so Megan, let's hear your story. Yeah, hi. I'm so happy to be here and talking about That's this. Good. I have a yeah. ton of passion behind you know, your career and what it is that makes you happy. I am for sure not had a traditional path from point A to point B. And I would say really my whole life was never super clear on one certain job I was ever going to have, right? Um, Right. You know, and and the way I started off professionally was as an art teacher and really after a limited period of time in that role, identified that this was not for me, um, that I did not want to do the color wheel year after year um, with just a different set of students. It wasn't linked to a passion, right? So, um, in, in, you know, I showed up on a doorstep of a retailer and was kind of like, hey, what do you think about me being an allocation analyst? And their legit answer to that was, you yeah. know, this has nothing to do with art. <laughs> and I was like, very clear. I don't want to do that anymore. So I think for me, it's just been constant evaluation of where you're at and, you know, kind of on this journey of a career path. Yeah. Now, okay. So what's your favorite art form? Um, I I would say, you know, really basic acrylic paints. So it's just lots of layers, just, just fun. And I get the opportunity to do that a lot with my kids now. So which is the business world, lots of layers, complexity, exactly. right? See, totally. you can you can translate the one to the other clearly. Very <laughs> right? transferable, Sarah. I know, I know. All right, so Melody, let's hear your story too. Yeah, for sure. Um, thanks again for having me here today. So I um, sort of similar to what Megan was saying about like people looking at your resume or, or hearing your story and being like, huh? Um, <laughs> you're like, huh? Yeah, I like yeah, that. Huh? Definitely. I think the reactions in general, it's like okay, and then other times it's um, it's more of like a, you know, you seem really scrappy, and that's and I'm like, okay, well, that yes. part, thank you. You're you're seeing me. You're I feel exactly. I feel like you're seeing into my soul now. Um, so my personal sort of story is that I started out my first job after college um, was at a big insurance company. And I lasted about nine months before I was like, I don't ever want to do this again. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) Yeah, just get me out of here. And then I went to um, straight to nonprofit. I sort of was like, okay, everything I see in in sort of like what I perceive to be the corporate world at that time, I thought wasn't for me. So I was like, okay, let me go the other route. So I spent a very long period of time, about 15 years or more. I don't, I'm I'm at the point where I don't remember exactly how many years uh, in nonprofit of various ilks and Kind of the most recent was um, in academia, which I where I was for about seven years in various roles. And during all that time, um, kind of processing like, what am I doing? You know, I was doing like a kind of a grants management, project management type role in academia. And I didn't know if I was just going to stay on this path or what I wanted to do or processing like what about my job actually was exciting yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, so we'll get into it in a little bit, but, you know, it really led me, all those points led me to where I am today um, as a diversity and inclusion manager at UNFI, which back to corporate, much to my surprise. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting, like um, how things ebb and flow and, um, and yeah, really excited to, to talk about that a bit more. Yeah, no, and, and, and I need to call it out, UNFI and BJ's are two of our treasured partners 
they absolutely practice what we preach. Um, so, so Nancy, your book, mm-hmm. my wild, my, my, my one wild and precious life. I'm saying it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's the framework of the book? Cause it clearly sets the stage. Yeah, love it. Um, So the book is really, of course, a passion project. So, you know, my career evolved from sales and marketing into many different kinds of roles. I went in back and did my master's when my kids were little. Um, I was kind of always searching for um, what was that thing that was going to really help me feel fulfilled. And along the way, I had a lot of challenges, as you can imagine, Um, a lot of people wondering why. Um, And the book is really a bit of a bio some of the things that I've, I've gone through in, in my career, in my life, to share with others my journey. But more importantly, it's a, um, it's a coaching approach to helping others as they reflect, dream, and create their own lives moving forward. And that is whether you are new in your career, whether mm-hmm. you're mid-career, or whether you're evolving out of a career and into something uh, more personally fulfilling, maybe, at some point in your life. So I work with women, uh, particularly at all phases of transition. Mm -hmm. And the message in the book is, you know, it's never too late. Um, It's always important. And, you know, and really helping people feel inspired to take those leaps and do the reflection and, you know, really having the tools and, um, and giving them a strategy to go out there and create that action plan and make it happen for themselves. Yeah, no, and, and to your point, it is never too late. We we did a podcast a couple months ago with my dear friend Ellen Stellion, and she's termed it your your middle aged adolescence, right? Yeah, like it's yeah. like yeah, that yeah. feels right. That feels right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. I know because you've got so like many. a whole another adventure, and yeah. uh, and loved love love that discussion. So yeah. so I love what you've said, Nancy and Megan. I know that's how you feel too, that it's about self-evaluation, right? But it's having the courage, right? Yeah, absolutely. To take that step back and then to make that change. Yeah, no, I know. Nancy, every time you're talking about it, I sit here and nod my head because it resonates (laughs) so clearly, right? I had the amazing opportunity to attend Rising Stars, which is hosted by Next Up. um, And I just felt... (laughs) It was such an amazing experience for me because it really, you know, woke me up to, wait a second, am I like living a purposeful life or am I just one day into the next day, one promotion became another promotion. You know, I was a mom of two young kids and I really said, you know, you could do better for yourself. There was a lot that the rising stars, you know, when you're in that time in that moment, kind of were giving you for tools to say, okay, yeah. what's that elevator speech? And I'm like, uh, I'm standing yeah. in the elevator yeah. by myself and I have no idea what to say, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I, yeah. you know, what's your purpose? And I'm, I couldn't fill that sentence out if my life depended on it in that moment. And I really made a promise to myself when I was heading, you know, back into my life to say, you cannot take this experience and not do something with it. So what are you going to do with it? Where do you start? And, you know, really start to do a lot of growth and evaluation in, in making a lot of intentional steps towards the life that you do want, both personally and professionally. Yeah, I mean, it ends up being you're investing in yourself, right? Like I, I had, to, I gave a, a talk um, yesterday to a group at Microsoft and we were talking about career development and I'm like, okay, look, you work for a phenomenal group. The fact that they're, you know, hosting this discussion is fantastic. They're investing in your career. At the end of the day, you own your career, right? You've got to invest in yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you have to do something about it. Right. And I think that's where Nancy, what, you know, what you've done in writing this book and a tool that you can give to people because, you know, you really, for anybody who's listening and is thinking like, oh, you know, I've thought about this too, but time and position really matters. And I don't want to lose the years I've put in. Oh, well, what am I going to do? Quit my job and start something else? It's like, well, doesn't have to be quitting your job and leaving your company, but yeah, really stop and say, what's keeping me here? Is this an intentional move that I'm here in this career, in this moment, or has, have I just let others lead my career path? And I just didn't want to be in a position anymore where I was just going with the flow. 
Yeah. And and I think if I can just add one thing to that, I think one of the most important pieces there is really understanding yourself well. And Mm -hmm. once you have that, right, that really understanding, what are my values? What are my strengths? What do I really want? You know, that's, that's that piece that then you can make those decisions moving forward. So fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. But Melody, you've got a great take on this. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope yeah. I follow oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Like the whole, sometimes it takes that life event. Well, it does. It does. That, and it's, yeah, it's interesting right? because Nancy just mentioned finding your values. And so um, while I was working in academia for about seven years, I, um, as part of that, one of the cool things that happened was I became certified in conflict management and mediation. And actually as part of that certification, we had to complete um I think there's different exercises for this, but ours was just like figuring out your own values and doing that. Yeah. I mean, it was really cool, but doing that, I kind of realized like, I don't think my work is actually contributing to my values. And it was just like a, like a fly buzzing around in my ear for a while, you know, it's like, Oh God. Okay. All right. How do I want to do this? And as someone who had entered nonprofit, I mean, a lot of people enter nonprofit because they believe it aligns better with their values. Right. So, um, or at least I did. So yeah. Feeling that dissonance wasn't great. Um, and I was at MIT. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't have said the name, but it doesn't matter. You can see it on my oh, LinkedIn. Yeah. I was there for a long time. And um, then the pandemic happened, right? So we got, yeah. and, I, and I say the lucky ones. We're lucky we got sent home to work from home. Um, so I'm right. suddenly working from right. home. Because not everybody had that choice, right? That's right. And God, That's and right. God bless the people that, we're still, you know, in the stores and feeding us and right. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And they're still yeah. doing it today, like all the yeah. time. Um, so, so I got sent home, you know, started working from home. We, I saw the writing on the wall that something might happen to my job because we lost suddenly like a whole bunch of funding because of the pandemic from, from some corporate entities that worked with us. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, well, let's see what happens. Of course, inevitably, I got laid off. Um, I got laid off in about June after the of 2020. And I'd been in a job at that point that had been um, not the best fit for me and sort of like a challenging environment for me. So I saw, you know, I, w- I was devastated to lose my job because I'm, yeah. I support myself. It's just me. Um, and I have a home and I, you know, I have to pay for all kinds of stuff. So it's like, okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> but on the other hand, it was also just like that little voice in my head that was like, this probably isn't the right path for you was like, Hey lady, this is your chance. And so I, I had, and so I did, I mean, I didn't have to right? but I, I did, I figured it out. And, and, and by figuring it out, I mean, I spent a lot of time yeah. doing what I'm sure Nancy is going to talk about more when she, and she mentioned like reflecting and, and dreaming and yeah. all that. I had to do all that stuff. Like I had to sit down and be like, what in my job did I like? You know, I had like a two month severance period or something. So I was like, I have like dollars and cents right now. So like, what, what was making me feel good? What wasn't, um, you know, like, what do I think I want to be doing? And, you know, I had the luxury at the time, my sister um, has a diversity and inclusion consulting company, Corsi Consulting, and she had hired me on to help her out because I'm also, I feel like I'm bragging and I don't mean to be, but I'm also certified in teaching. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I've been helping her. This feels really cool. And sort of realizing that like all signs pointed to diversity and inclusion work. And that was like a yeah. cool realization for me because uh-huh. up until that point, yeah, the aha, right. Right, I was like, and, and, and you were not bragging. Like you, oh you, God, you were, a, you're a boss lady. Like I love, <laughs> you know, Thank I you. love what you bring to the table. So, yeah. No, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Of course. Um, so yeah, really, like I really did have to, and I, I'm not going to tell, this did not happen in a week. This was like weeks, you know, this was months of reflection, you know, really putting in the effort, which I don't know about you all, but I am better at putting an effort towards watching, like binge watching TV shows than I am towards like, hard work that I maybe <laughs> exactly. don't want to deal with. Can, I know. Can we put that on our LinkedIn? Like absolutely binge watched, you know, how many, you know, yeah. Incredible Queen, concentration. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Queen of Hulu, Netflix, Peacock. And yeah. Yeah. yeah nice. and, and, and definitely like um, utilizing your resources, uh, you know, like spent a lot of time um, really talking to other people. I mean, a lot of us were in the same boat then. And even today we're seeing like mass layoffs happening at big companies that we thought were doing just fine and all that. So 
really reaching out to folks and not being scared to um, to just like have conversations with strangers, which for me, very extroverted. It comes very naturally. I know it doesn't for everyone, but um, but it was that was it was a lot of work. I won't lie to you. <laughs> no, and I and I like how you phrased it too. It, it was funny in this um, talk that I you know had that I referenced earlier. I I said, look, you got to de-stress this concept of networking, right? It, it sounds so formal and stressful, and you know, yeah, it's like no, you're 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 having conversations, you're meeting. New it's people. really just a conversation. You're, you're, you're building relationships. You know, this is you know, one conversation is not going to be a make or break, right? And and it's to your point, it's you know, it, you're you're only as as a leader knows they're only as good as their team, and a leader also knows you're only as good as your partners and your network. So it's so important, right? You don't be ashamed because you know what? It, it'll turn out later in the day that, you know, you know, you'll be able to help them, right? Well, I was oh, going to say, because it's like you're building an, a team of allies, right? I mean, right. it is networking. I like but that. But what do each one of yeah. those connections give you? Somebody else to reach out to when you need them, somebody they can reach out to if they need you. And I Definitely. think to me in this world, as I've continued to mm-hmm. you know do this work and we really want to help others to kind of have that woke moment, I have found that is now there's like a whole group of us that we can kind of connect and they really are to network, but they're allies. So, okay. So we were talking about this um, last night and I'm with a group of friends. I'm zooming in from Sarasota. Um, and and my good friend, Carrie Armour said, you know, it's interesting. They talk about the great resignation. Do you think we'll start hearing about the great regret? Mm. So, so did you, Megan or Melody, did you ever have any regrets or Nancy too? Like in any of the changes you made where you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that one. I feel super fortunate that I haven't, but I'll tell you, and I, you know, and I know it's something that we've talked about and I'm sure we'll get to, but I think it goes to doing the work in advance, right? Right. You know, I think some of these career transitions seem like you're just jumping in with two feet and you haven't thought it through where, you know, there was an intense amount of thinking it through. Nothing happened overnight doing the work. You know, what Nancy's book is offering is, tools that you can utilize to outline, you know, how you make those types of transitions. But I can imagine that there are people who are saying, I want to do something that makes me feel more fulfilled and they quit and, you know, they, you know, move into another role. I can't tell you how many times I've joked that I'm going to become a barista and write people's (gasps) names in the sides of their coffees. Cause to me, that just seems like the most. At one point too, I'm like, you know what? If I can't find a job, I'm just going to work at the Starbucks in town. I, I watched As someone do who that, has I, worked at the Starbucks. Yeah, I can tell oh you. Oh, my gosh. That's right. That was my, my college job was working at different, was Starbucks and also working at um, just like a little coffee cart in our library on campus at Johns Hopkins. And um, and I worked, you know, I worked there and I met so many interesting people there. That's one way to network, to be honest with you. But that exactly. is to date the most fun right. job I've ever had. No uh, job. Yeah. It's, and no, it's no shade to my current she, job. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to jump in there on that question about regret. I would just say the only thing that I have regret on is not leaving sooner um, right. to some, right? right. Um, that, right. That's yeah. been a big, that's been one thing. And the other thing I wanted to just mention too about the whole networking piece, which I love what you're talking about is women network differently. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. those conversations yeah. that we have and, and that's de-stressing networking is a big part of what also helps us, right? Um, and I think just having the conversations, just like we're having today, you know, um, getting able to meet all of you wonderful women. It's just wonderful the way that we can network and connect and help each other in different ways as well. So, yeah. 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 I totally yeah. agree. I think with networking, um, one thing I want to mention is like, for me, it was always a dreaded word. Like it is for a lot right. of people. I didn't really right. know how to do it. I, Taboo. despite all the things, oh Yeah. <laughs> And despite all the things I've said about myself in this conversation, I do not lead with like, hello, I am certified in whatever and great to meet you, you know? So no, you should lead with the fact that you, you were a barista. Like that is way cool. You know, what's interesting (laughs) is um, I know this is slightly off topic, but that's actually where my current boss and I connected in my interview was our, both of our first jobs were being baristas at Starbucks. And that generated so much conversation in our interview about how that sets you up for success in so many aspects of business 
um, because heavy customer service roles and roles where you don't even have time to like use the bathroom necessarily set you up for like a certain type of skill set, well-roundedness. Culture. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. Right. So, um, so it's pretty interesting, but I will say about networking, like it's also something that like, once you dip your toes into the cold pool and you just jump into the cold pool, like you're better off jumping in, just go like, look for the networks in your area. Um, I had like a group of folks who had been laid off at at my company who we all met together, like five or six of us regularly, like take any conversation because you never know. I mean, many of the conversations might not amount to you getting a job, but they amounted you to you meeting someone who then like might refer you to someone else or maybe has a brilliant idea for you. That's how I ended up my current job. Yeah, no, absolutely. Alrighty. So we're going to take a quick break. Um, I want to thank everybody that's been listening in so far to our Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. Um, You can always find all of our phenomenal conversations at nextupisnow.org. So on on that barista note, go grab a fresh cup of coffee, everybody, on your break, and we'll (laughs) be back in just a couple of minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Network of Executive Women is a nonprofit dedicated to advancing all women and transforming our workplaces through the power of community. We are a growing community of more than 13,500 professional women and men, representing nearly 900 organizations across North America. We are a strong, collective voice for everyone in the corporate world who wants to see gender equality become a reality, and we welcome all who champion our cause. Members of NEW gain access to a broad network of like-minded professionals dedicated to women's equity and leadership development. Corporate organizations also gain access to DEI solutions, which fosters a more inclusive and productive work culture. Plus, members can engage across NEW's 22 regional communities and attend two annual national conferences, which bring together the strongest minds in DEI and leadership. Join Network of Executive Women today. Visit newonline.org slash membership to learn more about becoming a member of NEW. That's newonline.org slash membership. Our thoughts and feelings not only affect our own lives, but the lives of everyone around us. Find new meanings of love, authentic expressions, and better connections with the people in your life. Tune in to Love Light with Dr. Jean Marie Farish. This program will feature guests and discuss ideas that will bring a better life to you. When you find this perspective on love, it will change everything. Listen live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. There are lots of unanswered questions about life's problems, and this is especially true about spiritual life. Why can't we see God? Why is there evil in this world? Why does God let bad things happen to us and to others? Can we get divine help? Join Carl Mollison and co-host Brian Kelly for Get Wisdom. They have new answers from the Almighty you need to hear. And listening could definitely change your life. Tune in every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Want to learn more about the show and about Network of Executive Women? Visit our website today at newonline.org. That's newonline.org. Now, back to Advancing All Women. Welcome back, everybody. This is Sarah Alter, and I'm your host of the Advancing All Women radio show and podcast. 
And I am joined by three incredible guests, um, Melody Abadinejad, um, Diversity and Inclusion Manager at UNFI, Megan Rand, Personal Care Category Merchant for BJ's Wholesale Club, and Nancy Dewar. She is a trusted advisor, an executive coach, master facilitator, and author of Coaching 101, A Simplified Guide to Coaching and Business, and Your One Wild and Precious Life. And that book title tells you what we're talking about today. Um, so, so, Megan, we're going to tee this up. I, I love, I love that, you know, you, you all seized the opportunity and and multiple times to try something new and different, right? To discover your 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 why, right? But you know, as I kind of said when I set up the conversation, unfortunately there are these norms, <laughs> right? And and perceptions out there that like if you change your job too many times, and they very well could be old norms, right? And that's what we need to debate. You're a job hopper. So Megan, talk to us about like your family, like, you, you know, the, the professional circle and community that where you were in, like, how were they reacting as you shifted from being an art teacher, you know, to a business role and, and so on? Talk to us about the reactions. Yeah. So I think from my family and friends, going from an art teacher to a world of logistics into merchandising was kind of like, this is so Meg. <laughs> She's just going like, to pivot. Yeah. And, you know, in, in, I think everybody's on the same page that this is certainly not the last career I'm going to have. Right. I think everybody knows that I'm very open to constant self-evaluation and that I have never in my life settled for anything less than what I think is the best for me. So from a family perspective, they they were like, yeah, sure. What's strange about this? I think, you know, and I think yeah. professionally, it was two very different sides of the scale. I had a group of people who were amazing, total champions, totally believed that what I had done in logistics was very transferable to a merchandising role, the negotiation, the partnership of vendors, and, you know, really believed that I could do this. And then there was definitely that other side, um, you know, who felt that I was taking a role that was deserved to somebody else who had been waiting to be promoted. I think the, some of the vendors that we worked with very open. Some vendors were like, wait, wasn't she just tracking down POs and talking to me about logistics? And now you've got her buying this huge category. And, and I, but I think to me, I've always used naysayers as motivation to be like, okay, well, watch me, watch me do it. Watch me transform exactly. these categories. Watch me do better than what had been done before. Um, and definitely didn't let them you know, feed into any type of fear where I said, oh yeah, what other people's opinions are means mm -hmm. that I can't physically move forward. You can, you just, it's all framing it, right? I leaned heavier on the people who were championing for me. I pushed those people who had anything negative to yeah. say to the side and said, you know, time will show you <laughs> what, you know, what I can do. But I, Sarah, I think that the time and position does become really critical because those first couple of months when they're like, oh, you know, it's at the intro to just about everything we ever do. Oh, okay, say your name, how long you've been with the company, how long you've been in your position. Yeah. In, the, in just that, when you're making that transition, you're like paralyzed. You're like, please don't make me answer this. You're like, oh, hi, I'm Megan. I've been here for this many years. I've been buying for six months. And people go, oh, okay, so she's new at this. This is, And they put in their mind kind <laughs> mm, of then what yeah. your skills and ability are. Um, and so I, I think that that's a challenge and something that I would love to see kind of change here in our industry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Melody, how about you? What was your experience? Yeah, it's interesting. So I'm... Um, I'm a, in a family of Iranian immigrants. So my family is Iranian American and my parents and sister came here um, in the seventies and stayed after the revolution happened in Iran. So um, they, and they had come here to study, you know, they had every intention of going back to Iran. And then of course it didn't really make sense to do so. Um, so truly my mother, my mother's a dentist and my dad's a software engineer with a PhD in electrical engineering. So they thought, 1000% that I would become an MD PhD. 
I would be some kind of like neuroscientist or whatever they thought I would be. Um, so I, and then when, so this is fun. So in biology class in high school, it was 10th grade and I got my, I got straight A's more or less in school, but I got you a go B. girl. Thank you. Oh. I, I mean, yeah, here I am magical. Um, but I got a B, I think I got, a, <laughs> I think I got a B minus or something. or B, I can't remember in biology. Oh. Let me tell you, I think that ruined my mom's year possibly like expectations she'd had for a lifetime for me. I did not care about biology. No offense to all the wonderful STEM folks out there. It was not for me. And um, not your cup of tea, right? And I yeah. think exactly. And I think that's, that was when the, the destroying of my mom's hopes and dreams for me began. So I think like, interestingly, like years later um, and, and having an older sister really helps because having an older sister who also followed an untraditional career path that my parents would have expected really helped them sort of chill out when it came to me. But without a doubt, like the things I'm doing now and the choices I've made um, with my career are not what my family would have ever wanted for me. And I think now if I said to my mother, you know what, I think it's time for dental school. Like I'm all set. I think she would be into that. I think she really would. She'd be like, oh, I know people who went to dental school in their 40s. She'd fund it. She'd fund it. Oh, for sure. No, she, a thousand percent she would. Although we, we learned on the break here that Melody's sister was a stand-up up comic. So, so to your point, oh my gosh, when she was a stand-up comic, like you were so not in trouble, right? You were, oh, yeah, like, my, the, she was you were like the good by girl. My parents, you know? Destroyed. And I was here like, <laughs> I'm fine. I just work in nonprofit. Um, but yeah, it's Why definitely can't you tough. be like Melody? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's definitely tough because it's, um, you know, I think a lot of us come from cultural backgrounds or even just family backgrounds yeah. that want us to do a certain thing or look a certain way or be able to parents who want to talk about their kids a certain way. And sometimes we are not providing that to them. And the reality is like, yes, I may disappoint people, you know, here and there, but at the end of the day, like, as you know, Nancy said, it's like your wild and precious life. Like it's yours. It's not someone else's. Like you have to decide at some point what's going to work for you. Um, And I sort of made that decision I think especially in my most recent transition to, to formal 100% DNI work that, you know, that is really the space for me. And even if that's not, yeah. um, you know, being a neuroscientist or curing cancer, like I'm okay, I'm, do- I'm doing something yeah, good. <laughs> no, no, it, absolutely. So Nancy, let's unpack the themes in your book. Like let's start sharing. Cause I know we've got a ton of people probably listening, like, okay, I got to do this. I am inspired by Megan and Melody and, you know, the, the risks, you know, they've taken and the rewards they've seen and experienced. So talk us through the framework in your book. Awesome. And I'm also equally inspired by both of these women too. I think amazing, especially, you know, one of the things I just want to pick up really quick on, you know, our families having this vision of what we need to be and how that's so ingrained in who we are in so many ways. And for you to be able to get through that and pass that is phenomenal. So both of you like fantastic. That's just amazing. So way to go. Um, And so the book is really um, the framework of the book is really in three stages, really helping people, Um, understand themselves better. So reflect on where you are right now. And that really means, you know, that can change your purpose when you're at the beginning of your career to where you are mid, right? As we know, Mm -hmm. as mothers, just different things happen in our life. And that really changes our purpose, our why. And it's okay. It's okay to do that. But we have to be connected to that. So spending some time reflecting, using the tools to really understand ourselves and what's important right now. And being allowed to dream. And so this is really that piece Mm -hmm. about you know, if, you know, there were no obstacles and, you know, those, the family things that, um, you know, are maybe pushing you to go one way or the other are out of the way. How do you really just think this is what I want? And this is really where I want my life trajectory to go. And it's really about finding fulfillment and happiness. And I think part of the book is also talking about things like corporate, um, you know, culture and leadership and how do all of these things also affect, you know, our happiness in the workplace? And what are the things we need to be looking out for? Because those were some of the things in my journey that were great lessons for me. And Mm -hmm. so sharing some of that as well. And I equally had, you know, my family saying to me, why would you give up that wonderful job? You're making great money. You have all this, like, what's wrong with you? Why do you keep changing? And oh, another job? Okay, great. Are you getting fired? They kept saying, you're getting fired. I'm like, no, I'm not getting fired. I'm actually choosing (laughs) to this, right? And so there's that, in that general, 
generational thing, as you picked up on in the beginning of really, you know, having that pressure sometimes where people are expecting you to be happy with what you have. And what, why can't you just be happy? You know, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. That kind yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so that really does limit us sometimes to allowing us to dream and explore for ourselves and really be open to what the universe is got in front of us. And I think that's one of the things that as you create a plan and I can help people, you know, through the book, there's tools and things and processes to help you create that plan for yourself, but it's really being open um, and curious for yourself and being able to have a little bit of that, um, you know, that risk taking to say, okay, I'm going to try this because I feel like um, my intuition and my gut is saying it's right for me. And that can be so hard when we have the rest of the world saying, um, but why, why not? Like, why, why are you doing these things? And, and why can't you just be happy where you are? So it's a bit of an inspiration, you know, trying to help people feel comfortable yeah. with making those decisions for themselves and also giving them a process to show them a way to do that and not be as fearful and know, like, just like the people on this show today, other people have done it and are doing it and, and are yeah. finding fulfillment. And, and that's a Absolutely. great thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. Okay. So in the spirit of dream, I love that. Okay. So what would be your dream job or could be what you're doing today? So we're, we're going to go around. Megan, are, do you have your dream job or what would your dream job be? Um, no, I mean, I think my dream job probably supports helping people more than I have yeah. the opportunity to today. I think, you know, this growth and personal journey and, you know, what I've been working on, I love every opportunity I have to do yeah. that with others. Yeah. So I think if, you know, if I could just like, you know, snap your fingers and suddenly be doing something different, it would probably be more focused in that area. More of an element of, yeah. In, in which you're very happy at BJ's. You love very, BJ's, that's what right? I mean. There's it's no like, doubt. Yeah. No. And I think what I, and what Hypothetically, BJ's has, right? Yes, yeah. No, yeah. but I think, you know, looking for those opportunities. So, right. I'm really happy being a category merchant and all of that all the opportunities that that has brought me, I think what I try to do then is layer in with my coworkers, with the organization. I'm on the women's forum for our company and what we're able to do there to continue to help people grow in their positions. So certainly it's not the sole purpose of my job today, but absolutely it's what's driving me is to watch other people around you have those aha moments like we were talking about with Melanie, right? That you kind of go, wait a minute, I could be great at this. Any way that I can contribute to that for people, it means a lot to me. But that it's like, it's you, you, you are so insightful, like, you know, yourself and that's, what's going to energize you. So Melody, to make your parents day, you are going to (laughs) say right now, my dream job is I want to be a dentist. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I honestly, I say to my mother all the time, I wish my dream job had been to be a dentist. That's a good life. You know, I know. Um, I know. What would your dream job be? And again, you love UNFI. Oh, my dream job is actually possible within UNFI. So for any UNFI folks listening, I would like to work in the test kitchen, please. (gasps) that's my dream job is to test recipes in a test kitchen and find the best one and be like we did it this is the best you know chocolate chip cookie or this is the best ramen or whatever yeah Yeah, all right nancy (laughs) so in a lot of ways i'm doing my dream job but what what i what i would love to do is you know honestly to be able to have a wider voice and so being able to you know be able to work and and speak and and be able to uh, help more women um on a larger scale is really where i am now it's like where how do i get to that next level but it is it's really um all the things that i do i i feel so blessed that um i am where i'm at and i do wake up every morning going this is exciting what am I doing today? So, so yeah, it's a, it's a wonderful place to be. That's awesome. Yeah. My dream job is that I am no longer needed. Right. Right. Like next up new was born out of necessity. We still exist. And no, but seriously, we were, we were joking on the break that barista, like we, you know, if we couldn't find a job, we were all going to be a barista and Melody was a barista. My, my, at one point I remember it was like in one of my periods of transition. I'm like, I'm going to become a hairdresser. Like if I can't find a job, yeah. I'm going to go back to beauty school. 
because it's, I, I think about how, you know, you just, you beautify people and then they're so happy, right? I like love it that gets too. back to, right? Yeah. So nice. Yeah. Oh gosh. Alrighty. So, so thank you for that framework, Nancy. And again, everybody buy your book because it'll be your roadmap to happiness. But Megan and Melody, now let's talk about like what you did, you know, to help guide you. And, and, and Megan, your check is in the mail. Thank you for plugging oh. rising stars. <laughs> and in fact, okay, I'm going to shamelessly say it. We are taking registrations as we speak. <laughs> listen, but, I will always but, support that yeah. program because it really was totally life, life transforming for me. And I think it helped, right? And the coach, I think you, you said you loved the coach. I, yeah. Well, because yeah. I think I left that you know, those three days and you're like, this is so much good information. I don't even know how to process it. I was starting to really feel like, oh my gosh, am I in the right career path? Is this really what I want to do before I fight for this next promotion? That's going to kind of like make me feel more like I'm sealed into this. Like in, you know, I met, that's part of it. Rising Stars provides you with a professional coach and she was just amazing. And she just kept being like, stop trying to fight this, work through this. She would give me assignments that just kind of kept pushing, really focusing on what do you love about your day-to-day? What about your day-to-day is really frustrating? Where are you creating your own havoc? Where, you know, where do you really start to see yourself? Pull away some of these barriers that you immediately pull in front of you, like, well, I could never approach my boss and tell them that I'm thinking about maybe wanting a different career path. Why not? Here, let's talk about the frameworks of that conversation. So when we say this is not like I woke up and said, you know what? I think I want to be a category merchant, walked into the company and said, what do you think about this? And they just give me, I mean, it does, it just doesn't happen like that. It's that easy. Yeah, it's right. No, no, it's not. You absolutely (laughs) need the framework. You absolutely need to put the time in and you into not ultimately regret that decision, right? Which was kind of what we talked about before the break you to help you to really be making a calculated risk. You have to put the work in it. And I would really suggest bringing others with you. So for me, the coach really worked. I think Nancy's book is, is a tool that people can use if they, if they don't have the availability of, of using a professional coach. And then I think it's really like, sitting in your own head, taking that time, doing that evaluation, talking to others about it. Now, all right, Melody, how about you? Your advice? Yes, definitely. I think my advice would be a couple of things. Firstly, um, while you're doing all this, like surround yourself with folks who are either, if you know folks going through similar, um, similar things at the same time, work with them. I used to have, um, just like working meetings where we're me, a friend of mine and I, a couple of them, we were unemployed. We we're all looking together and we would just be on zoom together silently, but it was like almost like working in a library together, just doing our resumes, getting our stuff done, just having that company there and knowing that you have dedicated time to towards your efforts. Cause we all know yeah. that is no fun and you'd much rather be doing yeah. literally anything else. So um, stressful too. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And the networking piece, like we mentioned before, is really important. Like join networking groups in your area. There's tons of them. I promise you they're everywhere Mm -hmm. and be willing to talk to anybody like upfront, add everyone to your LinkedIn, reach out to them and say, can I have a virtual coffee chat? That's how I ended up finding out about something called Job Club Rhode Island that helped me get into the job I'm in now at UNFI. So these are connections that you make along the way and you never know where they're going to come from. And I would say like, any resources that are given to you um, by your work or your EAPs, like use them. These are free to you. Don't be afraid to use them. Um, All those folks are there and can provide you insight. Even if you think, oh, this seems goofy. I'm not ready for like a career coach or something like that might not be true. You might get in there and you might be extremely ready (laughs) to talk to that person, or they might help you become ready to Megan's point about being pushed by a coach. Um, to kind of move ahead. So I would say definitely look around you and utilize your resources and, um, and, and don't be afraid to tell people you're looking for a job if that's what you're doing. Or like, I would tell everyone, okay, I'm looking for a job in diversity and inclusion. Here's the story. I I drew a line through my resume, highlighting all the things that I've done in diversity and inclusion. This is my story. And just put yourself out there. 
right? I mean, yeah, how vulnerable yeah. is that, right? Yeah. Well, I, I used to post to LinkedIn weekly and be like, anyone know anyone hiring in diversity and inclusion? And I mean, people were people would reach out to me. I had interviews yeah. because of those posts. Yeah. And the yeah. confidence, the confidence that I hear there, right? Like be confident in who you are, be confident in your skill sets, you know, don't Perfect. be afraid. Um, I love that because that's the only way that you're really going to, you know, you throw things out in the universe. It's amazing what comes back. So I love that. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, and it's almost even like, I keep thinking it's seeing the forest through the trees, right? You know, that expression, it's kind of like, yes. you know, when you got your head down, you know, and you're mired in, in the clutter, of your current, you know, life and job. And and it very well could be like an amazing experience. You know, your true why could still be out there, right? And so to like bring a coach in, you know, to help you see that, right? To really crystallize, oh, you know, here's what energizes you. Or the other thing I was thinking about is like taking assessments, right? Because it's been like, it's been so insightful to me, right? Like we, um, if you're a Next Up member, um, and you should join Next Up to Network, right? I know you are all shaking your heads. Yes. <laughs> yes but we sure. have this amazing ADV assessment. It's a leadership assessment. And it's like a window into your soul. You know, it like tells you, oh, wow, I'm really inspired by that. And that, not so much. So if my job is 100% that, you know, I need to start thinking about, you know, what else might, you know, be my why. And yeah, oh, no, this is, you know what? Um, this has been an awesome show. Thank you, ladies, so, so very much for joining me today and having this great conversation. Um, I hope everybody who listens is, is going to be inspired because I am, right? Like, make sure you, you have that dream job. Make sure you have that why. And, you know, and you can even find it in your current company, right? Like you said, Megan, or it could be, you know, hey, you do have to make a move, but take that risk don't have regrets. Take that risk and take that opportunity. Um, I want to thank you ladies again. I want to thank Thank Voice America for always allowing me and Next Up to, to share our story, but most importantly, to shine the spotlight on amazing people like these three lovely leaders. <laughs> and um, you know what? You can always find all of our podcasts at nextupisnow.org. And next week, you know what? We are going to talk about ESG and longer-term sustainability, corporate responsibility, social, and environmental, right? Like, we need to take care of the world. We need to take care of our one wild and precious earth, right? Yes. Um, I'm Sarah Alter. Thank you so much for everybody who listened today. Have a great one. Thanks for listening to Advancing All Women with host Sarah Alter. Be sure to tune in again next week. Our program is live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment or catch our replays weekly on Voice America Influencers. Until we talk again, enjoy your week.